It's lunchtime in Central Texas. Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too. It's time for the press box. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? I can read. PB and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Now here's your host, Ward White, and Glenn Stretch Smith, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas on this Fat Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not even sure what it stands for. Literally. What, Fat Tuesday? I know that tomorrow's what, Ash Wednesday? Isn't that when you give up stuff before Easter? If you're Catholic? Or even if you're not Catholic? I don't I don't know if tomorrow's Ash Wednesday or not, but I know today's Fat Tuesday. I know it's Fat coming Tuesday. out. Yeah. So I guess I mean, we're supposed to I, celebrate fatness. I'm assuming right now in front of Glenn Stretch Smith is... is A bag of chips? <laughs> no, but probably that too. But he's got to have a king cake looking for that baby. King cake. Yeah, what's so, what? I don't understand what's so funny about a bag of chips. What is what's so funny about that? <laughs> I'm, missing, I'm missing. All of a sudden, I'm doing a show with Ed McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> Award. Let me ask you this, Award. Uh, what are we making out of this Kyle Shanahan situation? I'm almost. It, it's almost got me angry. Uh, Shanahan is absolutely getting blistered for taking the football, winning the toss. And taking the football in overtime of the Super Bowl, and I know we're—it's kind of time to put the Super Bowl maybe behind us. But h- how can he be taking this kind of heat in this situation? If if you would have won the toss, are, are you telling me you would have you you would have allowed uh, you you would allowed the Chiefs to have the football right there? I, I, I'm, I'm somewhere I'm missing what's going on here. Absolutely, I'd have let the Chiefs had the football because I'm not giving Pat Mahomes four downs to beat me. Uh, if if I score a touchdown or a field goal, now he's got four downs. You make a huge mistake by giving Pat Mahomes the football first. Yeah, I'm 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 on the other side of that, and that's why we. Uh, I mean, that's why certainly opinions are like you know what's, and everybody has one. But I, I I have no problem with him taking the football. I have no problem with him showing confidence in his offense, which quite frankly was struggling, and and I think it sent a message. Um, to his offense to to take the football. So I, I don't have a problem with it, but, boy, he is absolutely getting roasted. He should get uh, roasted. That was a huge decision. mistake in the Super Bowl. Huge yeah. mistake. Yeah. It was the worst I'm, mistake I'm, of the game for him to give the opportunity for Pat Mahomes to know exactly what he had to do, and now he has four downs to work with instead of three downs because if he's got the ball first, you get the third down, you may have to punt, or you may take the field goal. Now you got four downs knowing that you have to have the touchdown or get down and tie it with a field goal. He's got four downs all the way down the field. You don't do that with Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback that has ever played the game. I I I I just I got no problem with what he did. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not going to get on the other side of the argument because I understand what you're saying. And obviously, in, in analytical football right now, they're going for it. Uh, half the time on fourth inside of three anyway, but I, I'm uh, I, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit surprised that 
he's getting that kind of he, that he's taking that kind of heat. So I, I think it's a flat gamble. I, I think I think it's about fifty percent red and fifty percent black, and it's just where you choose to put your money at the time and the flow of the football game. I'm not I'm not saying that you're not giving Pat Mahomes an extra down, but you know what? With Andrew with Andy Reid and the way he calls the game anyway, I, I think you. Uh, I think you put it on your players, but I, I, I don't have any problem with what he did. But, you know, I, I obviously that's, uh, that's what makes for Sports Talk Radio, and that's what makes it fun here is we can get on either side of that and talk about it. But I, I have zero problem with the fact that he said, hey, give us the football, we'll take the ball in that situation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it cost them game. I really do. I, I don't think that it was a, a smart move uh, to, to give that to Pat Mahomes again. It, it made it a little bit easier on him, and it doesn't matter if it's fourth and three or fourth and, you know, fourth and five, fourth and six. Once he gets past the 50-yard line, they're going to go for it to set themselves up for an opportunity. The best commercial in Super Bowl is the Shannon Sharp commercial, they say. I don't agree with that, but also, did you see where Ben Affleck's Duncan commercial. We talked about this yesterday, how funny it was in the track suits and everything they else. sold out. Yes, they put those on in sale. In nine minutes. And in nine minutes, they sold these. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, I am going to say. They're ugly. Total. They're ugly. But it it made for a good commercial. And in nine minutes, they sold out. And now they're on eBay going for a ton of money for these track suits. I just I think Aaron the, would look good in one of these track suits. Yeah, right. It he, just shows you the power of marketing. It's Put crazy. Put a superstar out there and see what it can do. I it's What are you what what are you saying? Word that you're not you're not headed for Fat Tuesday up to eat crawfish in one of those sweatsuits tonight? <laughs> probably. Well, I tell you what, I can't afford one of those sweatsuits now that they're on eBay. It's just amazing what they're selling for unbelievable and no i probably i'm not sure that that's the look i would be going for anyway <laughs> i think stretch i mean you you might look good in one of those <laughs> oh yeah yeah a, a big six seven elephant wearing one of those duncan suits yeah i'd, I'd look good yeah I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pass on that outfit but you know i mean i, I guess to you know, like I said to start the show, to each his own. You know, you go to your church and I'll go to mine. I, I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I, I. I can think of a lot of other ways. I'd rather. I don't know what they're selling for on eBay. I'm not even. I'm not even going to look at it. But I'm sure. I'm sure it's a bunch, and I can find some other ways. Maybe. Maybe get me a new pair of Nike Dunks instead of worried about one of those. Uh, there you go. Dunk in. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, what are they going for? Do you know? Different prices, but the lowest I've seen is 175. Oh, we can. <laughs> and I've seen that. it up to like 500. That's stupid. Okay. I That's guess stupid. sizes like extra large is going to be more expensive because yeah. it's more popular. Well, that's why people bought them so fast, is so they could turn around and oh yeah profit out of them. I don't know what the original price on the suits were. Probably, I know they probably weren't that much. So. You think turn around and profit out of it, or you think that's 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 their Halloween costume? Already set aside <laughs> yeah. I think they're trying to turn around and profit off of them. To be honest, <laughs> I think they'll be selling a lot more of them really quick. Yeah, they're I making bet, them right I, now. I bet they're coming flying off the press right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're steadily making them right now. 
they didn't had a Walmart them. near you. <laughs> yeah, they didn't expect those to sell out that fast. I can promise you that. The Super Bowl sets the TV ratings with a record 123.4 million viewers. Can you imagine? And it surpassed last year's of 115.1 million, and that was Kansas City's last play victory over the Eagles. That's only a 7% increase, but still, it continues to go up each and every year. And for this Super Bowl, of course, you had a little bit different look at it. You had CBS, you had Nickelodeon, you had Univision, and you had Paramount Plus. Did you watch any of the Nickelodeon no, at all? No, I can't. I can't do it. Like, it's it's fun for a couple minutes, but when you want to watch the game, I actually forgot I was watching on Nickelodeon and, until Dora the Explorer and they scored, popped No, up. they scored. And then there's slime animation all through the, <laughs> through the end zone. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to flip back flip to the back. regular broadcast. I never I, – I, I should have, and I never checked out the Nickelodeon broadcast because I meant to, but I got so caught up in what was going on and, and just never did flip over to well, that. Well, from my understanding, they had Dora the Explorer, and so every time a play was called or a penalty or a flag – she would explain it to the kids. And this year, there was more daughters watching football with their father. So that's why I think Nickelodeon ah. put Dora the Explorer up there so you could ex- they could explain the game to the kids. Is there, is there anybody better at marketing their product, Stretch, than the NFL? No. I'm, <laughs> no, absolutely not. But let me ask you this. Well, give me the number again, Ward, of, of, of what the viewership number was. The viewership was 123.4 million viewers. All right. Now, this is not saying anything against the 49ers. It's not being a homer. If the team with the star on their helmet Ooh. was in that game, <laughs> it would have gone up. That's, that's exactly right. Easily. It would have yeah, gone up. It would have been 150. You're right, Aaron. That's exactly right. The whole country I, of Mexico would be watching it. Well, I, you know, there, there is the biggest following mm-hmm. in the NFL. Absolutely. Make no mistake about it. The biggest disappointment for Cowboy fans like me in the NFL. Make no mistake about it. But they do. They have. A they following. draw the eyeballs. They have a following. They draw the eyeballs. Why do you think that everything that comes across the internet? or the television, whatever it may be, whatever avenue, Twitter, X, whatever that thing's called. I don't even mess with that. X. Uh, and <laughs> Facebook and anything else. What gets more clicks in the NFL than Jerry Jones or the Dallas Cowboys? Nobody. Nobody. Not even close, is it? Kansas City. No. Maybe. No, it's, it's, it's uh-uh. not close. And no matter what they do and no matter how many – pop icons or whatever somebody's dating or no, no, it's not, it's still not close. And, 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 you know, I, I'd venture to say that that's really what drives. I, I think that's what drives Jerry right now. I really do. I think he's, I think he sees that and understands he's a, he's a Jerry Jones, a marketing genius mm-hmm. and he sees what's going on and, and knows what's happening. And I'm telling you, it, it is painful to him to know, you know, it's been, what, 30 years since his 28 years since his team has been in the Super Bowl. It is painful. It is it. I mean, I know that he's a competitor and he wants to be in the Super Bowl, but has he, has he really grown the brand and profited more by being 
just good enough to be in the conversation for the Super Bowl every year instead of winning the Super Bowl? I don't know. Oh, I mean, I, it's something to I, think I about. I can just tell you. Yeah, I can just tell you having worked for him. I can just tell you having worked for him that, I, I, yes, is he about the almighty dollar? You bet. Is he about the branding aspect of the Dallas Cowboys? Yes. But nothing, and let me say it again, nothing is more important than him getting his hands on another Lombardi trophy. I can promise you that. I, I, I have been in his office with him in multiple one-on-one -on -one settings, and I know that, and I can say that for a fact. Yes, he's a, he wants to make money, and it's all about the merchandise and what's in the pro shop at AT&T Stadium and how his brand is put out there, but there is nothing, and I'm telling you there is nothing that would mean more to him than to, than to win it again. Now, I don't know that he knew, I can say this too, I don't know that he knew how tough it was to get there, Ward. I mean, when you get there as fast as he got there, and I think a lot of people take that, uh, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, take it for granted. I'd, I'd bet you that 20 years from now, if you have a conversation with Pat Mahomes, he would, he would think it was, you know, that, that it was just normal to get in the AFC championship game. I can remember the second year I was at Oklahoma and Charlie Sadler was the defensive coordinator. And every year for his daughter was 11, Dustin. And every year for 10 years, they spent Christmas in Miami at the Orange Bowl because that's where Oklahoma went mm -hmm. every year was to the orange. That was that, you know what I mean? To go to Joe stone crab and eat twice in a three week period that you're down there in Oklahoma or down in the Miami preparing as, as OU did to play in the, uh, to play in the orange bowl. That was, I mean, that was just a yearly thing for you. And I'm going to say that's the way it's going to be for Pat Mahomes. I think, you know, tw again, 20 years from now, you ask him his first you know, he, he thought that's just what you were supposed to do. Now, yeah, you maybe had to play an extra game this year, and, and you didn't get home field advantage. But, but ultimately, he, he was right back in the AFC Championship game, right back to winning the Super Bowl. And, and I, you know what? I, you mentioned earlier, he's the greatest of all time. I think it's worth the conversation. He or Brady? Who, who, who right now would you consider the greatest of all time quarterbacks? And that's a conversation we can have another time. Yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting conversation as well because I think they're, you know, if you're going longevity, you look at Brady. If you're going on a guy that is just shooting up in the stars on a rocket at a young age that still has a lot out in front of him, knock on wood, it's it it could be very interesting for one Pat Mahomes. I And he has an opportunity to do something that nobody has ever done, and that's three-peat a world championship, winning three Super Bowls in a row. And right now, I'm not betting against him. I know we're three days removed or two days removed from the Super Bowl, and they just won their second one. But if you ask me, they're the favorites going in. You're, 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 you're setting the line right now for Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. You're setting it right now. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Nothing wrong with it. Staff will be back with us here momentarily, but coming up – here in the press box, we will have a conversation about the Texas Longhorns. Chip Brown will join us next right here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. 
Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home Tuesday in Foster Pavilion hosting Oklahoma. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, right now, the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. We're holding a February all-out sellout. That means we're out set an all-time sales record, so you can expect huge selection of brand-new Volkswagens, big discounts, easy credit, top dollar for trades. Look, it's car buying, simple, easy, and fun. We're the hometown guys, Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenofWaco.com. The best price, the best place, yeah, the best way to buy a car. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. 
Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's Glenn Stretch-Smith along with you here on this Fat Tuesday. And joining us now, as promised, Chip Brown for Horns 247. Chip, how are we doing today? Doing well. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Thanks for your time today. I, I know you're busy getting ready for Fat Tuesday, but appreciate you stopping down with us just a little bit. And I wanted to start with football as we're approaching spring football coming up. And, and did the statement from start coming out to say that Hey, Arch Manning is not competing for a starting job. This is Quinn Ewer's job. He's the backup. What kind of message does that send to Arch Manning? And is that a good message to send to not have the competition in the spring? Well, I I don't think – I mean, he's competing. I I don't know that Stark meant that. I think he just means that Quinn Ewer's is the the starting quarterback going in, you know, going into the spring and – that's the plan going into the fall. Um, Ewers, you know, took the appropriate steps, and you know, I Stretch can probably, uh, you know, talk more eloquently about the progress that Quinn Ewers made um, with his, you know, completion percentage going up from fifty-eight percent to seventy percent, and you know, helping lead a team to a Big Twelve championship and to the. Longhorns first college football playoff but I think Arch Manning you know one of the reasons he picked Texas was because I mean in addition to loving the school and Austin and all that he you know I was told by people close to him he did not want to go somewhere where he would have to be the savior immediately he wanted to go somewhere where he could learn a pro style offense it take his time developing kind of like what Eli Manning did at Ole Miss as opposed to what Peyton Manning did at Tennessee where a couple of injuries thrust Peyton into you know playing time as a freshman at Tennessee Eli was able to redshirt and you know develop more slowly and 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 I think uh Archie's grandfather Archie has said on the record that Eli probably had the better path. So, I mean, Arch Manning, I think people are always curious, like, is he going to stick around? Arch Manning is happy. Like, he's enjoying his time at Texas. He's got bonds with a lot of the young players that he came in with, guys like Anthony Hill, uh, the linebacker, uh, freshman All-American. And um, and so it seems like Sark, uh, he did lose, <clears throat> excuse me, he did lose Malik Murphy, um, one of the backup quarterbacks, uh, to the transfer portal. He's now at Duke. Um, but uh, Arch Manning, you know, he's he's enjoying his time at Texas, and uh, he'll be he'll be one play away in 2024. Uh, Chip, talk a little bit about. I, I know that <clears throat> there's a lot of. There's been a lot of smoke about, you know, who had the best recruiting class and who jockeys the portal the best. Um, who do you feel like is really the, the, the best player that Texas pulled out of the portal? And then how do you think the recruiting class this year stacks up for the Longhorns? 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'll start kind of backwards. I I thought this was going to you know be a really important class for Texas on the defensive line, and um, you know with losing Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy to the NFL draft, um, and they do have some talented players coming back in Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton. Um, but, you know, the timing of Bo Davis, the defensive line coach leaving Texas uh, to go to LSU, his alma mater, um, that hit at a tough time for Texas because they ended up losing one of their uh, signees, uh, a kid, a talented player, DeAndre Robinson, who's now at Florida. Um, and they lost uh, interest from a potential transfer in Jamari Caldwell from Houston, who was high on Texas. He ended up at Oregon. And um, and then uh, a five-star named Dominic McKinley in, uh, in this 2024 recruiting cycle. He was interested in Texas and then ended up signing with LSU where Bo Davis is. So, um, you know, that probably hurt the the class um, uh, quite a bit. But, I mean, it's still a top five class. And, and I think when you, you know, you look at the, the top end of that class, they needed help in the secondary. They were bringing in uh, Andrew Makuba from Clemson who – was a freshman All-American there at Clemson, has been a three-year starter, but he's from Austin and uh, went to LBJ High School and, um, and you know, wanted to try to win a championship. Um, I think he's going to be an impact guy. And then the three players from Alabama, Isaiah Bond, who caught the fourth and 30, you know, fourth and goal 31 pass to beat Auburn, is now at Texas, you know, speed receiver. Um, and when you, you think about um, losing Adonai Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, and Jordan Whittington, and it looked like, you know, they were going to have eight receptions returning all by, you know, freshman John T. Cook or rising sophomore John T. Cook. And then they land Matthew Golden um, from Houston, who caught two touchdowns against Texas. This past season, Isaiah Bond from Alabama, uh, Silas Bolden from Oregon State, another speed receiver, and then you know Amari Nyblack, the tight end from Alabama, who's a stretch the field guy, also had a touchdown against Texas, a 39-yard touchdown in the Texas-Alabama game this past season, and a player I think is flying a little under the radar, uh, Alabama senior linebacker. Uh, Kendrick Blackshire uh, is also transferred to Texas and he, you know, kind of got passed over by Deontay Lawson, the, you know, middle linebacker for Alabama this past season. But Kendrick Blackshire is a really talented player. In fact, he was the highest rated player on defense for Alabama, according to pro football focus. So I think those are um, some big time guys who can come in and make, uh, an instant impact. Chip Brown, Horns 247, with us in the press box here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Chip, when you look at the landscape for the Horns going into the SEC, you were talking about recruiting. How much does that open up the landscape of recruiting 
for the Texas Longhorns on all levels in every sport? Yeah, I mean, I think that's attractive to the highest um, rated recruits, the the guys who want to you know, see themselves playing in the NFL. They want to prove themselves in what most consider the, the top um, college football conference in, in America. And, I mean, the record of players going into the NFL draft, being selected by NFL teams, uh, speaks to that. So, you know, Sarkeesian, part of the reason that Texas hired Sarkeesian was, at the time, a, to match wits with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, and B, bring, you know, an SEC mentality to the Texas program because the leaders at Texas knew when they hired Sarkeesian that they were snuggling up to the SEC. Sarkeesian didn't know that at the time, um, but that was part of their thought process. And, and Sarkeesian has you know, filled staff positions, um, most recently hired Kenny Baker from the Miami Dolphins as the defensive line coach. He's a guy who's from Georgia, um, had coached at Western Kentucky and recruited Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. And, you know, there was thought behind that because Texas knows it's going to have to win in, in recruiting defensive linemen out of the Southeast to succeed in the in the SEC. So um, I think Sarkeesian up to this point has done a pretty good job of, of preparing Texas to, to make this, this move uh, from the big 12 into the SEC. We'll, you know, time will tell, but um, the, you know, winning the big 12 conference and, and going to the college football playoffs has, Sort of, I mean, if you look at the way too early projections for Texas, they're seen as a top three team in the SEC uh, in 2024. And that that would not have been the case three years ago when, you know, year one uh, when Sark went five and seven. So um, kudos to, to Sark and, and his staff for um, getting Texas on the right track. Talking with Chip Brown from Horns 247. I, I like to hear you say that, Chip. You're coming around a little bit. I know <laughs> I know when they first hired Sark, you, you'd call me and say, Stretch, what do you think about this hire? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's I, I think so far it's uh it's turned out pretty good. I think I had my own questions. Uh Chip heading into the spring and and with the direction that he's got uh, the football program going right now, in your mind is the next stride? Is he does he need to win a national championship to really put his stamp on 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 moving this program into the SEC? Or kind of how do you see the lay of the land the next few years for him? Yeah, I mean, he talked about it uh, on signing day last week. He said, "I'm I'm quote borderline obsessed end quote with winning a national championship that having gotten to the college football playoff." And getting close, you know, obviously that that loss to Washington, uh, the, they were throwing in the end zone on the last play to try to win the game. Um, you know, he said it's just made me that much more hungry, and and so, you know, now he's getting into the he's getting into the cage with um, with Georgia and Alabama, and and that's 
you know, that's going to tell, uh, you know, there's no, there's no soft spots in, in the, in the conference scheduling with, with the SEC or, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't look like many, but we'll, we'll see how they decide to um, schedule it beyond 2024. Do they go from eight games to nine game, nine conference games? But yeah, I mean, it's, that's the goal. And, and that's where I'll give Sarkeesian credit. He has always made it about championships. You know, Mac Brown made it about 10 win seasons and he got a lot of 10 win seasons. Bob Stoops made it about championships and Bob Stoops won championships. And I think you get what you demand. And if, if that's what you're, you know, preaching to the team every day and workouts and off season and, then that becomes the standard in the players' minds, and that's that's the key. Chip, when you look at spring ball coming up for the Texas Longhorns heading into the SEC, we already talked about the quarterback position and the competition that is going to be there. But what other positions are you looking at because of the transfer portal for the Horns? How good were they in the transfer portal? And how much competition is going to be at certain positions going into spring ball to get them ready for the SEC? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there was a real question in the secondary, especially at safety. And, you know, bringing in Andrew Makuba, you saw freshman, now rising sophomore, Derek Williams really take off. Um, looks like a rising star. Uh, you lose Ryan Watts to the NFL draft, but Malik Muhammad, another uh, freshman, All-American, rising sophomore, Looks like he's ready to go. Uh, and then, you know, the receiver position, I think, and Steve Sarkeesian said this last week, the developing the chemistry between Quinn Ewers and the quarterbacks and these new receivers, Isaiah Bond, Matthew Golden, um, and Silas Bolden will not be here until June, but Matthew Golden and Isaiah Bond are on campus now, along with the returning receivers, Jonte Cook, uh, DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblett, that is probably prior, priority number one for the spring. And then priority number two would be, okay, who's going to fill out that secondary? Texas got a little bit of good news when uh, Jada Barron, their nickel corner, who had already accepted his senior bowl invitation, decided he was going to come back to Texas. So, that gives them some leadership in that in that back part of the defense um, to lead that secondary. Chip, let's shift gears a little bit. Talk basketball. I know you you obviously covering the Longhorns for two four seven. You 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 keep an eye on what's going on with the hoops as well. And we know football rules the state of Texas, but we've uh, Ward and I have kicked around multiple times, kind of the the depth of the Big Twelve Conference. How do you see? Uh, the depth of the Big 12 Conference, and, and how many teams do you think make it into the big dance? Man, it's it's incredible this year. It, it uh, You know, with the way that this league has been beating up on itself, but it, it does look like the um, conference is going to get at least eight teams in, and Texas is, you know, on the bubble. Um, they're... It took it took Rodney Terry a little while to kind of figure out his rotation, and um, and now it looks like he's you know settled in. I think Kendall Weaver, the the 
freshman of the year in the in the Western Athletic Conference last year from UT Arlington, finally getting in to the starting lineup and and starting to get you know significant minutes has really made a difference for this team, along with Max A. Smith, who just keeps moving up the all-time scoring list. He's moved past Larry Bird and you know um, Elvin Hayes. I mean, it's crazy the names he's going by on this list. Obviously, he's playing a fifth year because of the COVID. Uh, situation, but um, he's been an unbelievable scorer. And then Dylan DeZue, the 6'9 forward who is shooting 56% from three, and it, and he's shot 55 threes this year. It's not like he's only shot four, but he, he's been unbelievable. I mean, he had 17 points in the final eight minutes of a, a close loss to Iowa State uh, and then, you know, went off against West Virginia this last Saturday, hit eight was eight for eight, including six of six from three point range, uh, to start that game and ended up with 29 and they, you know, blew out West Virginia. So, um, you know, Texas has got to win the games. They're supposed to win here down the stretch against the likes of, you know, Oklahoma state and Kansas state. Um, cause those games are, uh, in Austin and then, you know, they're going to play Baylor again in Waco. They're going to play Houston this Saturday in Houston. Those are opportunities. You know, the, the committee's not going to hold it against them if they lose those games, but if they could win one, um, those road uh, victories against the, the top-ranked teams count significantly more uh, in those quad, you know, um, quad uh, analytics. So, uh, it's it's been a really fun year to watch because you don't know what's going to happen from night to night in the Big 12. You really don't, Chip, and that's the that's the beauty of this conference being the best conference in the country. And do you think you just talked about them maybe getting some of those road wins that they need to get in that quad? But even if they don't, they still kind of have a chance to be a bubble team, don't they? Just because yeah, of the conference. I mean, yeah, I think they're in right now, um, but. It's crazy. Texas has, they were the first team to have three road wins in the Big 12. And before they beat West Virginia, they were one in four in the league at home. I mean, it was crazy. They, they had that horrible loss to Central Florida where mm-hmm. Rodney Terry lost his mind over the horns down in the handshake line. <laughs> that was a game they never should have lost. Um, but that was before Kendall Weaver got, you know, into the starting lineup. But yeah, I mean, Texas is had success on the road um they've struggled more at home so it's been a weird year for for texas basketball but they do look like they're starting to put some things together here and you know they're not the biggest team they're not the deepest team especially at the guard position Uh, they really need tyrese hunter to do what he did against west virginia on Saturday, he was eight of twelve, had nineteen points, seven rebounds, steals. You know, he was the you know Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year as a or Freshman of the Year. Sorry, um, two years ago at Iowa State, and then you know his time at Texas has been really up and down, and they need him to to be um, the star that he was at Iowa State, and, and even last year in March when Texas went to the Elite Eight, Tyrese Hunter, who'd had an up-and-down regular season, came alive in, in the postseason, and they really need that because 
Um, their big man, Caden Shedrick, a transfer from Virginia, has been hurt all year. His minutes have, you know, been really, really diminished because of it. And so, um, you know, Dylan DeZoo and Dylan Mitchell are kind of carrying the load up front, and neither one of them is taller than 6'9". <laughs> Chip, I knew you could give us that little. I knew you could give us that little tidbit as you got to go do your radio show down there in Austin. You know, I appreciate you jumping on with us today, brother, and uh, thanks a lot. Hey, keep keep them going down there in Austin, will you? Keep it going in direction for crying out loud. I know, I know, I know. It's uh, it's been a long time. I've covered this program for thirty years, and I was beginning to wonder if I was ever going to see another. You know, conference championship or or run to the uh, elite eight like we saw last year. So, yeah, I'm gonna do my best. Uh, I'll stretch. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the keep your horns uh, moving. You know. That's it, brother. We appreciate you jumping on with us today, man. Have a blessed day. Thanks, Chip. All right, take care. There he goes, Chip Brown from Horns Two Four Seven. Uh, Ward, you, you, you feel better about the chance of the Longhorns getting in the big dance right now? Or are you kind of, you kind of thinking, boy, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, they've got the midweek off. They get Houston coming out uh, on Saturday. And so they follow that up with Kansas state at home where they haven't played very well, uh, all season long. I, I look, I think there's still a bubble team. I think there's a chance, but the schedule is going to be tough for them. They follow that with Kansas. Then they got Texas Tech in Lubbock, who, by the way, just knocked off Kansas at home last night in the United Center. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But I, this is this is a bubble team right now, in my opinion. I, I, I agree. I think I, I think they're going to have to win. They're going to have to win one of these games that they're not supposed to win. How's that? They're going to have to, you know. And, and I don't. I, I think they're going to have a tough time coming. We know. We know coming into Waco is going to be tough for for them, but. You know what? If you're a Longhorn fan. I, I think that's one you got to point to, and you got to hope that uh, you can come into uh, you can come into Waco and see if you can get that get that victory. That's going to be a heck of a it's got to be a heck of a basketball game. Because guess what? Both teams are going to look for that push going into the Big Twelve tournament. It's going to be a race to the finish. There's no doubt. An absolute race to the finish heading into the Big Twelve tournament and to the Big Dance. All right, coming up next, she's back. Baylor Baseball returns February 16th, opening the new season in the Shriners Children's College Showdown. The Bears open their challenging schedule, taking on Nebraska, Oregon, and Tennessee in the three-day tournament at Globe Life Field in Arlington. This season, join Derek Smith and Tom Barfield for all the play-by-play of Baylor Bear Baseball. And it all begins February 16th, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Hey, at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco, we are the used car superstore. And right now we have probably the best selection between Dallas and Austin. Hey, look, it's not just Volkswagens. We've got them all. Fords and Chevys and Dodges, Toyotas, Hondas, Nissans, lots more. Bigger selection, better prices, and easy credit. You just pick it out, we'll find a way to work it out. 
Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenWaco.com. Hey, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Patients everywhere are experiencing joint pain relief thanks to QC Kinetics regenerative treatments. So how does this non-surgical approach work? QC Kinetics Medical Director Dr. Aaron Wolkoff explains. It's like when you get a paper cut and the cells that come onto that scene first stop the bleeding and then it recruits more cells to form new skin and new soft tissue. And then you look down a week later, two weeks later, and it's like nothing happened and that paper cut never existed. In this same way, QC Kinetics uses your natural biologics to help repair and restore aching knees, hips, shoulders, and backs. We take those same similar cells in different areas that are arthritic, are painful, and we cause this kind of internal self-healing that can resolve patients' pain. Relief without surgery. See if you're a candidate for QC Kinetics regenerative treatments. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is right around the corner, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows. Before the hot weather gets here, call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. There's finance options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Time now for Stephanie Sports Talk. A look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie as only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, Mosby's Land Management, Stiefel Investments, Volkswagen of Waco. She's back. I'm here. (laughs) Come on, it's Fat Tuesday. It's also National Pancake Day. It is? Uh-huh. So IHOPs around the country will be giving away a free short stack of pancakes. Really? It's, yeah, it started at 7 this morning, so you have till 7 p.m. So if you like pancakes, go get you some pancakes. A free stack? You don't have to buy anything? Well, I'm sure you got to buy an egg or something. Oh, okay. I would think. Aaron's going to check that out. We yeah, may have Aaron, to have that out. pancakes. Ugh. I know a guy who ran an IHOP for many years, and he said people would come in all the time on free pancake day. And get their three free pancakes and a glass of water. <laughs> they are free. No purchase necessary. Well, there you go. How about that? 
All right, so all you hungry well, not people everybody out does there. That, but he said some people did. He said they would come in and get their free that's pancakes. So ta- that's so I would have, and tacky. I, well, I would I'd have be, to. I'd have to buy a glass of milk. I couldn't I, have pancakes I, yeah, without exactly. milk. Exactly. I would. Ew, I don't. I have, you don't like pancakes? I don't like breakfast food. What is wrong? What? Wait. I don't stop, like breakfast. Stop down. What? I don't. What is wrong with you? Besides the obvious, <laughs> we don't have to go to the obvious thing. I don't, Who does not like breakfast? I don't. You don't it, like crispy bacon? Not really. What? Sausage? Absolutely not. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I had a breakfast over. Bowl. I had a breakfast bowl for dinner last night. Oh, I eat I, my favorite dinner meal at night. Oh, is it's, to cook it's, breakfast. I I buy from Aldi's. They have pre-made breakfast bowls. Super pre-made. cheap. They're two dollars. They're filling. Are they real and eggs? Then, and then on yeah, and then on days that I work out, I'll add a couple of eggs to it, and it's well, even better. I don't know. You See, know, I'll make breakfast. I'll make I'll make waffles or pancakes and scrambled eggs. Love it all. Or Love it Eggs all. over easy, crispy bacon and sausage, big old glass of milk and orange juice, and have uh-uh. that for dinner sometimes. It's uh-uh. nothing better. So good. Uh-uh. So good. <laughs> on the weekends, we have to like have brunch. So I've <laughs> what? That, but that makes know, sense though. Y'all, y'all have brunch because you don't like breakfast, so well, you can actually but have. Sometimes some. we have breakfast first when you know, right? There's not lunch to be available yet. You don't in like any town. of that? No. Eggs I, Benedict. And I live in the country. And, eggs you know, Benedict. Well, yeah. As long as there's sauce, I don't taste the eggs. <laughs> oh my! I just I I don't know. I don't know, and I even get my eggs for and free from neighbors. And you have eggs right there. Uh, I know, in my backyard, and cows and milk. No, gross. Not doing it. Oh my! I mean, if it were Scott's choice, he'd have breakfast every single meal. Well, Scott is smart. <laughs> Scott knows better. We're not eating that every single meal. Why not? I can't do it. Anyways, that's do you little... like cereal? No, some. No, I not really. I don't like milk. You, you know you kind of need milk. You can I'm take just, vitamins. I'm, I'm not you trying can, to say anything, but, you know, I know it, you need it's the calcium. good for our our bones. I That's know. Say. I know at our age. I get it. Yes. But, no, not doing it. It's uh. coming from a cow. Not doing it. Well, so does steak. That's different. Eat no, it's not. There you go. <laughs> it's there you the go. same thing. No, it's not. It absolute. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Okay. All right. So you don't like breakfast. There's absolute. Uh, I know. Like if you if you order me a bacon cheeseburger, I'm taking the bacon off. What? That's mm-hmm. just. That just sounds like that's wrong. It's a good thing I didn't grow up on a dairy farm or something. Sounds like yeah, you you'd give. It's a good thing I grew trouble. up in Highland Park. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're giving a TED talk on communism. Oh gosh, let's get back to sports. <laughs> All right. All right. No bacon. This is kind of cool. Jennifer so Powell. Oh uh, yeah, Jennifer Powell. You know who she is? Um. Aaron Shud. She could be the very first woman. To be umpire and mate in the MLB. Oh, okay. She's actually headed out. Spring to, training. Uh-huh. And she'll get to actually umpire some of the games. Well, she started umpiring 10 years ago with like softball, college softball. She did, I guess there's so much training and schooling you have to do to, you know, get to even the minor leagues. Right. Well, she's been in the minor leagues and the first woman since 2007, which I didn't know this. Um, right now she's in the triple A's and will return there, but she has an opportunity 
to be in the major, uh, you know, training this week. Because um, I think, correct me and if I'm wrong. Is she going to Florida or is she going to Arizona? That I'm still looking for. I don't know if she's going to be what they call the Cactus League and whatever other league it is. But she is going. Um, and she is going to get to umpire some of the games during training. But here's the cool thing. So during the regular season, you know, her goal is to make it to, you know, the regular season and get out of AAA and up to the majors. Mm-hmm. Well, in because she, no umpire can even go to the majors if they haven't done AAA, of course, and if they haven't gone to training. I want to call it training camp, but it's training. So, it's um, called spring training. Spring training, I know. So, <laughs> because she gets to go, if they need somebody to fill in, she can get called up from AAA to umpire in the majors. And that, I think, is pretty cool. And, you know, you look around in the sports world today, and there's more women, you know, coming into the leagues as an umpire, as a referee, um, you see it all the time. So I think, you know, shout out to women for that. But here's this lady, Jen. She's 47 years old. She's from New Jersey. And it has been a lifelong dream of hers to be able to umpire in the majors. So the fact that she gets to go to spring training this week, and then I think the first game is next week um, for both sides, for the Cactus League and the other side. So um, it's kind It'll of exciting. Grapefruit League. Great, that's it. I don't, why do they call it Grapefruit? Oh, because it's Florida. Anyways, um... <laughs> Just click. Hello. Where they like breakfast. They like grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> but sh- there was only seven other women before her time that has ever umped in the minor leagues. So she could make history in the MLB if she gets called up to the majors. And so they interviewed her on um, Fox Sports and a couple other, uh, I think ESPN did as well. Mm-hmm. Um and she's like, I'm just keeping my eye on the diamond. That is my ultimate goal is to get to the majors. So I'd like to see her do it. So I'm going to keep my eyes on her uh, this baseball season. Who knows? She may just show up at a Ranger game, Aaron. Well, she did do the championship game last year in AAA. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a big feather in her cap Correct. in Las Vegas. But Rich Riker, MLB's director of umpire development, said he's looking forward to seeing her in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, as she continues her pass. So that's pretty exciting. It it is. I I think it's great. Maybe maybe there's a chance we'll see that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I just thought that story was kinda cool because it was kinda all over, you know, how I watch the news in the morning so I know what's mm-hmm. happening in this world. Right. Um and <laughs> I'll watch out. Um but good morning, America. Michael Strahan did a story on on her and uh, a couple other news outlets. So I just thought it was kinda cool to bring it up. It is. That's very, so, very neat. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully. She now, gets- here's an assignment for you. Oh, God. You need to find out what games or what games she may be covering. So that we can watch her? Yeah, we need to find out to see if we can. Maybe I can get an interview many- with her. Ooh, that would I be good. I know some people. You do? I know some people. Do they like breakfast? Probably. Yeah, everybody does. Not everybody. Everybody but one. There's one human in America that doesn't like breakfast, and I just happen to be sitting across from her. Well, I just stand, I stand out in a league of my own. <laughs> Got that right. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I marched. Could to, be the understatement of the year. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know you are. 
<laughs> not do, I could eat a waffle every once in a while. I just okay. Well, that's but fine. I'll stick to my healthy, clean eating fruit. That's all you eat is fruit. Sometimes I'll have yogurt and granola. Fruit, yogurt, and granola. Mm-hmm. And lettuce for lunch. Sometimes right. a protein shake. You do eat a lot of salads. I see you I do I do that. eat a lot of salads. I do. Like a rabbit. I am. And then, you know, chicken or fish, whatever for dinner. Chicken or fish. Or whatever. Not a steak? Oh, I love steak. You know I love steak. Okay. Now, there you go. I know. My, my neighbor needs to go ahead and slaughter another cow because 37 almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying. Just saying, Matt, if you're listening. <laughs> And happy, bir- by the way, happy birthday to my neighbor, Matt, oh. who is a listener of Stephanie Sports Talk. Right. In the press box, and today's his birthday. Well, that's nice. And ladies, he is single, so. Uh-oh. There you go. Uh-oh. Just letting you know. But and, anyways. And and he has steaks. He has, he has lots of cows. Lots of cows. <laughs> I even go pet them. Anyways, that's your Sports Talk for today. Happy Pancake Day and Fat Tuesday. All right. Thank you. All right. Look forward to both. All right. (laughs) Coming up next, we'll talk Big 12 basketball. That's next from the Press Box. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play on Wednesday to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Looking for that perfect Valentine's Day gift? How about free Colombian red roses with your jewelry purchase only at Diamore Fine Jewelers? Say I love you this Valentine's with nature's most beautiful treasures, diamonds, and free red roses. Celebrating a lifetime of Valentine's together with a free dozen red roses at Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossey, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. 
A save to win account is the smartest way to save. I'm Joe Betsy Tyler, president of First Central Credit Union, and over $17,000 has gone to local First Central winners. Open yours today with only $25. Start saving and know that every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Everything we do, we do for you. Subject to membership eligibility, member NCUA. The Brazos Landing is proud to showcase their new upscale bar to Central Texas, the Bourbon Street Bar. Guests are able to savor 93 different labels of bourbons, whiskeys, and scotch. Also, over 110 varieties of wine are featured, in addition to a nice selection of Texas beers. Ask about the new Bourbon Street Bites while enjoying your drink. This menu includes oysters on the half shell, meatball wellington, chicken fried steak sliders, and beer-battered flounder tacos with avocado salsa. Where I-35 and the Brazos River meet, the Brazos Landing, Waco. Hey, the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. We are the used car superstore. And right now we have probably the best selection between Dallas and Austin. Hey, look, it's not just Volkswagens. We've got them all. Fords and Chevys and Dodges, Toyotas, Hondas, Nissans, lots more. Bigger selection, better prices, and easy credit. You just pick it out, we'll find a way to work it out. Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenWaco.com. Hey, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. The next time you need service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same-day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas, Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call 254-522-9657. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Alan Samuels Studios. Oh, man. Welcome back to the Press Box. Little Michael Jackson to bring us back. Very nice. Aaron Sexton on the wheels of steel here on this Fat Tuesday. Best concert I ever saw. Michael Jackson. Texas Stadium. Back in the 80s. Stretch, best concert you've ever been to? I I, I think we discussed this. I'm going to have to say it was Boston. But yeah, you're still I, sticking I, with I, that? I did a few good ones. I'm sticking with it, and I'm also sticking with... Uh, I wish I would have seen Michael Jackson. I, I would have loved to have gone to see Michael Jackson. Yeah, and I didn't even want to go to the show. I was like, okay, I'll go with you, whatever, we'll go. And it was, I was blown away. I was an immediate, huge <laughs> Michael Jackson fan after that. What a great concert. <laughs> I love that story, Ward. You know, you're kind of a you're kind of a hard nut to crack, so that'd be good to get if, if Whoever got you to go to that must have been a special person in your life. <laughs> I'm not real sure I could see Ward White's getting up on the good foot to little Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, could you see that? Could you see him getting up on the good foot to Michael Jackson? Uh, After a few cold beers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Might take some enticing. (laughs) All right, there you go. Not judging, because it would take 
that for me too. <laughs> oh my! All right, Big Twelve last night, and TCU gets the win at home against West Virginia. And stretch as I got home from the basketball game, we'll get into that as uh, La Vega gets the win in by district a little bit later on. But how about Texas Tech? Just absolutely taking it to the Kansas Jayhawks at home last night, seventy-nine to fifty. I mean, gave them a thumping. I, I I flipped that game on at the end, and I was shocked that that it was a I, it was a blowout. I mean, it, and I tell you what, to watch Bill Self walk across the court, he he was a little. Uh, I'm a, I'm not going to use the term arse. He was a little red rear-ended after that game. You could tell that was. Uh, that was that was a beating in Lubbock, and I, you know I think we talked about that yesterday. How, how how tough it is to go out there and play, especially after coming off that uh, you know after coming off that big win against the Bears. Yeah, and I think that that was something we discussed a little bit, and I think it was on a lot of people's mind that well they had a handful against Baylor on Saturday and took a lot out of them. They had to play the entire game to get away with that win because the Bears pushed them all the way to the end. And then you turn around, and in less than 48 hours, you're back on the court taking on a good Texas Tech basketball team, which showed last night they can run with anybody right now. Oh, and you make you make a great point. I mean, the Bears absolutely took it out of them because uh, they had to fight for the everything in, in, in that game. And then, like you said, I mean that having to travel, go to Lubbock, and 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 and. Take a just what was a butt whipping last night. So uh, we keep talking about it and talking about it. Ward, I mean, the Big Twelve Conference is a it's a gauntlet, and uh, I, I like what Chip Brown said earlier in the show from Horns Two Four Seven. He thinks as many as eight teams out of the Big Twelve into the into the Big Dance. I, I, I don't I don't know uh, if that's the most ever, but. It, 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 it certainly has to be right there with the most teams uh, out of one conference to get in the big dance. That's a, that's a lot when you think about it. That's a, that is a lot, and it just shows you that night in and night out, you, you better come and be ready to play no matter where you're at. And, look, TCU did exactly what they needed to do. Texas Tech did exactly what they needed to do in this conference. They protected the home floor. Tonight, coming up in the Big 12, it's Cincinnati, Baylor, and BYU's turn to protect their home floor as Iowa State goes to Cincinnati, Oklahoma to Baylor, and UCF to BYU. And, oh, by the way, we'll get you ready for that Baylor game coming up this afternoon starting at 2 o'clock with the J-Mo Show and followed by the Matt Mosley Show live at the Brazos Landing right across the river from the Foster Pavilion. So uh, get ready and get uh, your – your early pregame going this afternoon with ESPN Central Texas and Oklahoma coming in to take on the Bears. This is another game that the Bears they need to win this at home. They need to protect that home floor like we've talked about. And Oklahoma coming off of, coming off their big win. You know they're 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 trying to dial in. They're saying this is going to be a tough this is going to be a tough week. It's going to be a tough stretch for us to have to get back on the road and go down to Waco. So. I look for Baylor to come out tonight running and gunning really early in this game. I think you're right, and I think that you have to figure out a way that you can take the emotion out of it for Oklahoma. And look, so far at the Foster Pavilion, it's been like that. It has absolutely been a home advantage, a home court advantage for the Baylor Bears that, quite frankly, they haven't had in a long time. 
You know what, Ward? When you start thinking about that, I, I, I like how they opened a new arena, and you know it's almost like they put their stamp on it, saying, "You know what? This is our house. Um, this is this is kind of the you know kind of that Under Armour mentality. We're going to protect this house." And uh, right now, you you have to think that uh, what they've done and how they've opened that you know how they've opened that amazing new facility. They, they, they are starting to put their stamp on that to say, you know what, you come in here, you better put your mouthpiece in and you, you better get ready to go because we're going to give you we're going to give you all you got. You're looking at the standings in the Big 12. You got Houston sitting atop, followed by Iowa State. Now Texas Tech has creeped into third place. Baylor uh, sitting at fourth. Kansas right behind them. And TCU, Oklahoma, BYU, and Texas follow uh, in the Big 12. And I think all those teams we just mentioned – still have an opportunity to get into the big dance but again you got to protect your home floor and for the Baylor Bears sitting at six and four a win tonight would tie them for third place with Texas Tech and they're four and one at home Tech's five and one at home Iowa State and Houston are five and oh at home it's just what you talk about protect that home floor I think this is a big game for the Bears coming up tonight no question it's a big game and uh, and, and OU is playing good basketball right now. So I, I think it's, uh, it, it'll be a challenging game for you. And, and, uh, I, you know, I look for, like I said, I look for Baylor to, to really come out gunning tonight and, 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 and doing what we talked about, which is protect your home court. Last night, you mentioned, uh, Bill Self not real happy with his basketball team. And in fact, he gets tossed out of the arena <laughs> for the first time. Bill Self gets, uh, gets ejected so now we've got bill self and scott drew both being injected within what seven days of each other first time for both of those guys to get ejected out of a big 12 game and oh by the way they started coaching big 12 basketball the exact same year is that a coincidence or is that just storylines I, a little storyline, but I, I'm still going to go to my boy Kelvin Sampson getting run out a week ago, where he just right. he just marched out. He just marched out onto the floor. But what that I think what that speaks to Ward is the uh, a little bit of the pressure that these guys are under right now to 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 win and to not only win but to stand up for your players. The thing that I, as a football guy, that I hate about basketball is like every call seems to be, you know, a complaint, a challenge, a this, a that. But I tell you what, when you when you stand up for your players and you take that stance, I don't really have an issue with that. I think, you, uh, I think you're sending a message to your team and – and you're saying, you know what? I, I'm really, really not happy with a bunch of this. So I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go drink me one of those real cane sugar Dr. Peppers in the locker room and just try to see if I can get over <laughs> this this red rear end I got. You know, you look at Bill Self and what he was doing last night. And some sometimes basketball coaches do this as a planned strategy. And you say, look, we got to have something here. I trust my coaches on the bench. I'm fixing to get tossed out of this thing to try to light a fire. I don't know if that was the case last night for Bill Sell, but, you know, getting the technicals and then finally 
getting ejected with 549 remaining in the game, uh, getting the second technical foul. Uh, it, it's, it is a strategy, but I'm not sure that last night that was the strategy for him. Maybe he was just fed up with the officiating. And with three coaches within seven days getting ejected out of Big 12 basketball games, it, is there a, so a concern for how these games are being refereed in this league? Uh, again, you, you talk about the posture of getting thrown out. When you get thrown out, I think you're right. I mean, at times you're trying to light a fire under your team. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to shift the momentum, spark something. But when you're on the road like you were last night and you're getting thumped, I think Bill Self, that was a disgust towards his own team. Like, you know what, I'm disgusted with how you guys are playing. And so, um, I'm going to go, you know, I'm a, like I said, I'm going to go back here and have me a, a, a green label Dr. Pepper and get ready to go get on the flight. But uh, I think it is a sign of the game is speeding up. The players are getting better. Um I know officials do the best job they can. There's still that human element of it, but there's there's something to uh, how many times uh, Ward were getting these questionable calls or, you know, how close the game is being officiated. I think more than anything, it's the consistency of it. And I'm sure if you ask those guys, you know, that that's what they'll say. They, they want consistency in the game so that they know how to coach, what to coach, and then quite frankly, you know, what to tell your players in those situations. I agree. And look, I, I don't think that the Big 12 officiating has been been very good. I'll be, be honest with you. I, hopefully I don't get a fine like Mike Rose did, but you, you look at the inconsistency of the Big 12 referees right now, it's just not been there. And how many times have we seen games, and you know my feelings on this, I am not shied away from it, the replay. They circle that figure and they go to the monitor oh. and just it absolutely burns me up because, look, be more responsible. Get it right yourself. If you got to look at a couple of things, that's fine. But we're at a point now where it's almost every other possession we're having to go to the replay monitor. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, you get a, again, you get a ball possession, right? You get two guys going at the ball. You're not real sure. I can go see, I, I can see taking time to look at that. But, you know, the, the, like like you said, I mean, it, and, and it elongates the game, quite frankly. It just like, it makes it, the last five minutes of a basketball game go forever. And, and you're just like, yeah. Why do I watch the first part of this when I can just cut on the last few minutes here and kind of get the momentum for what's going? But, uh, you know, in the last few minutes, it may take you an hour. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) You you may sit there. Yeah, it feels like forever. But, uh, you know, officiating is we've always it's always been uh, that, like you said before, the human element of the game. So, uh I don't have an answer for how it gets any better. I I don't. As long as we have replay and it's that easy, I don't know that we do. I don't. I don't know that they hold themselves. And, and unfortunately, I think it's across the board in every sport that has replay right now. I think it's hurt officiating because they sit there and say, "Yeah, well, if I don't get it right, the replay will get it right." And I'm just, you know, maybe I'll call this. Maybe I won't. 
I, I just don't <laughs> think they hold themselves accountable like we used to see. I really don't. Well, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure if it's that ward or if it's the speed of the game. You know what I mean? I, I, I think part of it is, is the speed of, uh, of, of, of how the game is played. So, um, I'm not sure how you. I'm not sure how you sharpen that vision and and get yourself in in maybe you know maybe in better positions to make those calls. I don't know. I've never stood a day in those shoes, and I know it's I know it's a dang difficult job in football, and I think it's probably even more difficult in basketball. Well, it's a faster game. Everything's moving at a faster pace, and it's nonstop action until you stop it and go to the replay monitor. But it's nonstop action in basketball. And you're right. I think that probably it's a little bit more difficult to officiate than maybe football is. I, I just don't – I don't need replay. I don't. Sorry. I Maybe I'm just way, way back in the ancient days, but I, I like the game without replay. I don't need it. Even if it works in my team's favor, I, I'm sorry. I don't need it. Well, because it, cause it gives a guy like you and I something to talk about on Fat Tuesday when we're, uh, when we're trying to figure out, you know, where we're going for crawfish or what we're doing. We, 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 we can get after these officials a little bit and say, what a bunch of mutts for making that call. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Don't forget coming up this afternoon and about uh, 40 minutes from now, it'll be J-Mo live at the Brazos Landing. Speaking of Fat Tuesday... He'll be there for that as they celebrate Fat Tuesday at the Brazos Landing, followed by the Matt Mosley Show, starring Matt Mosley. And we'll be there all <laughs> afternoon on ESPN Central Texas, getting ready for Oklahoma and Baylor at the Foster Pavilion coming up tonight. Coming up next, I want to get Stretch's opinion as some new rules for the UFL, the new league that merged with the USFL and the XFL. What he thinks about these rules in the UFL and will they transcend into the NFL? That's next on the Press Box. Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday as we talk golf with women's golf coach Jay Goble and men's golf coach Mike McGraw. The Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Buy new roads. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda 
Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Are you sick and tired of those achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Reclaim your independence. Walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. My house has a new is right around the corner and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here call universal windows direct of central texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member universal's exclusive unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by energy star for years there's finance options to fit any budget that's any budget contact universal windows direct of central texas for a free home as Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760 and be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the press box. There you go, Stretch. That's a little Boston right there. Aaron's listening to the show. I thought maybe he was catnapping over there when I was... (laughs) Talking about my favorite concert, and then he, then he, then he pulls a little Boston. Where'd you get that off an eight-track tape for crying out loud? <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I've actually got the vinyl on that record, and I still have it. Oh, wow. I there love you it. go. Oh, no question. I mean, it. I can't tell you how many eight-track tapes I wore out playing that right there. I mean, I, I was a, uh, I'd got my driver's license when I was fifteen, and I remember that was a big thing in Austin. We would. Drive the circle around North Cross Mall. Yeah. And, buddy, if you had just some of those Craco speakers, what are you laughing at? You don't know jack crap about it. <laughs> come on, Aaron. I, 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 we'd turn those Craco speakers up, put that, plug that eight track of Boston in. We we really thought we were something. Had on a pair of those really tight 
Sometimes they were Britannia jeans. You ever have a pair of those, Ward? Britannias? No. I did not. Oh. Were you a roller skate guy? I had Wranglers. That's all well, I ever wore in jeans. Yeah, man, but the problem is if you tooted in those, you'd blow both ankles out. <laughs> were, you a, were you a roller skate guy? Did you go to the skating rink? Uh, not really. I never went to the skating yeah. rink very much. Yeah, Lee, I, I, you ought to go... You ought to go tattoo a sickle and hammer on your shoulder. That's that's almost that's almost communist not to go to the skating rink for crying out loud. But yeah, yeah. we just never. I mean, one it in Burleson, one didn't open up until I was already I way up in high school. Oh, that makes sense. So it's a junior yeah, high thing. Yeah, there was not one there oh, yeah. when I was in junior high. So it never did open up until then. Uh, I mean, it was still a, a two-lane highway running through Burleson when I was growing up, so <laughs> wasn't a whole lot going on. But didn't everybody have that little drag? Because we did. It was Johnson Avenue, and you'd go from one end of Johnson Avenue to the other, and who had the loudest stereo, you got to go oh, in yeah. that car. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and not only was it the loudest stereo, but who was playing the best music, right? Right. You could have some guys with some loud music, and they're they're, they're – their playlist was uh, not the playlist at that time, but whatever eight track or cassette. I remember when we graduated into cassette. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whoever had the best music, but uh, no, no question. You had that area that you wanted to drive around, show your car, make sure it was all cleaned up, shined yep. up. I can remember, I can remember putting the turtle wax on, getting it all ready. I had a big, I had a big old three-quarter ton truck, but I promise you it was as clean as a pen. <laughs> <laughs> the old drags. Everybody's had one, I'm sure, uh, growing no, up. Was... And no matter what town you grew up in, there was a drag that you went oh, down. Valley Mills on Wake, in Waco. Valley Mills, Valley was Mills the, Drive. Was still is, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's, to some extent. It still is the place to go? It, to some extent. I mean, there's still cars out. You know, I don't want to sound too old, but tooling about on Friday and Saturday <laughs> night. Uh, that sounded really old. Never mind. <laughs> Turn my mic off. <laughs> that was the thing to do, though. It really was. Absolutely. It's, to, hey, it's still the thing to do. Don't, let, don't kid yourself. I, you know, I, I know, Ward, we're getting a little long in the tooth, but, hey, it's still nice to have a uh, have a nice car with a, with a uh with some loud music going every once in a while. I can't handle it for very long, though. You still can handle it for a while. I can only handle it for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm like, God, turn that crap down. I, I remember just talking to my girlfriend the other night on the phone. I was like, God, honey, why do you have that TV so loud? I'd love her. She's around her mother so much who listens to it at about Mach 5, and now she's listening to it at about Mach 2 or 3. So <laughs> uh, it's hell getting old, Ward. Yeah, going but it's better one. than the alternative. You're right. You're right. We're on this side of the ground. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> the UFL has decided to keep the traditional kickoff. And, look, you've been in the USFL and coaching the past couple of years, and they did something a little bit different. The XFL did something a little bit different with the kickoff. How much does the kickoff really matter? I mean, do you want the returns? Do you don't want the returns? Is there a safety issue in your mind uh, with the kickoff, and are we seeing that maybe sooner than later that the kickoff has just disappeared out of the game of football? Well, I mean, I, I'll ask you this: uh, who's who's the best kickoff returner in the NFL right now? Right in your mind, I I think Turpin is. Yeah, 
come come out of the USFL where we had where we had that rule kicking it off from the 25 yard line where it was a play in the game it was a leverage hat on a hat uh I, I, what's more exciting than a guy taking the opening kickoff or taking a kickoff period you know 95 to 100 yards i think it's the I most exciting play in football yeah i think that's something that is able to really um it, it really uh what's the term i'm looking for when it puts you in the spotlight i'll tell you this i was uh I just I, I'm, I'm I'm dating myself here, but this was 1989, 1990. I was still coaching at Oklahoma, and Earl Campbell had a football camp down in San Marcos, Texas, and he invited me to come down to the football camp. And he had a bunch of old, you know, the, I say old, you know, the older Oilers were there. He had a bunch of his old teammates. But I'm going to tell you, he had he had White Shoes Johnson there, and I'll never forget this. We had some really good high school players at this camp, and uh, they kicked the football, and, that, and and it was all you had to do was tag Billy with two hands, Billy White Shoes Johnson. They kicked that ball to him over there in San Marcos. I don't think any of those kids have touched him yet. I mean, you talk <laughs> about fun to watch and fun to watch him be able to uh, he could stop on a dime and leave you nine cents change and be foul. He'd be going another direction. Uh, I think it. I think it's a part of the game. I think it's really something that uh, helps grow the game. And I know where you're going to say you're going to say, well, it's a, it's another, you know, it's another play with players running full speed. Uh, you get that. You get that initial impact. You get that initial collision. And yes, you do, but they've cleaned it up where you're not, you know, you're not crack backing on guys. You're not peeling it back and uh, and hitting somebody that doesn't have their head on a swivel. Uh, I do think, uh, like you said, I've coached in the, I had coached in the USFL the previous two years, and uh, I think that uh, they have that right. I think that rule kicking it from the 25 and allowing, uh, you know, a good returner to, to showcase what he can do and, and, and put Cavante Turpin in position where uh, he could, uh, you know, he was an all-pro last year. And then, quite frankly, Brandon Aubrey, the kicker for the Cowboys, I mean, he, he that big leg, there's something to be said for that too. And so if you don't like that guy returning it, you better have you somebody who can really drill it uh, from the 25-yard line and, and, and cause you to – you know, have a touchback. Right now, the play in the NFL, it's its almost irrelevant. I mean, it's just a guy walking up there and kicking it out the back of the end zone. And, you know, they've tried to change the rule. Used to come out to the 20, now comes out to the 25. So I, I do, I like the uh, i like the way that the rule was set up with uh, the first initial two years of the USFL. And interesting that the, the new league or the combination of the XFL and the USFL, which... They are calling the UFL. Uh, I, I do like that. I do like that rule, and I think it it allows for kind of that developmental player ward to have his chance to show what he could do at the next level. I agree, and I look. I don't want to see the kickoff go away. I the special teams are my favorite part of the game in a lot of cases, and to take that away, I think you're you're hurting the game of football. I mean, it is still the game of football, and I, I get it. You got guys running downfield full speed. Well, so what? 
I mean, it's it's part of the game the way it's supposed to be played. You also have safeties coming down on certain plays on a safety blitz running full speed that lights up a running back coming through the line of scrimmage or lights up a receiver that's trying to run a screen pass. I mean, it's not a whole lot of difference there. These guys can get the full speed a lot quicker than you think. It's not running down the full length of the field. that all, Oh, they hit full speed. No, they're full speed in three or four strides. That's exactly right. And, 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 and like you said, it's the initial – it's that initial burst and it's that initial pop that, you know, that everybody's looking for. That's why you spend all off season in the weight room is trying to get that burst and that pop. So I, I have no issue with what the UFL is doing. And quite frankly, I hope that the NFL will adopt that rule, um, kicking it from the 25 yard line so that you do give those guys uh, that opportunity to return that ball. Yeah, because I'd like to know how many kickoffs in the NFL will return this year. I'm I'm assuming, and it's just a guesstimate on my part, but I think it's a very, very low percentage. I think they I were get, more kicked I, yeah. out of the back of the end zone than return, and it's astronomically a difference. I, I would guess under 20% if I had to guess. I mean, I, that's that's what I think. I think it's less than two of every 10, obviously. Yeah, I, I think it, it may be even lower than that, but that may be right on the right on the money. Other UFL rules include an alternative to the onside kick, which a team can retain possession in the fourth quarter by converting a fourth and twelve from its own twenty-eight yard line. Like that? I, you know, I do like that. I think uh, analytically, uh, and if we had the same rule in the USFL. I think it gives you uh, an opportunity that's better than the onside kick. Um, now, it, it, if you don't get it, you're, you're, you're in trouble. You're, you're, you're paying a heavy, right. You're paying a heavy penalty, but I, I don't have uh, any problem with that. And let's be honest, Ward, the game, uh, whether we like it, don't like it, the game is the, other than the game inside the game, they're trying to draw the gambling dollar. It's about gambling. It, it right. really is. And so uh, if I would have told you 25 years ago that the Super Bowl was being held in Las Vegas, you'd have looked at me like I had three heads. It's about gambling. And so that's the other part or the other piece of this is it intrigues, uh, you know, that better to be able to, um, you know, make that wager. And if you're you know, if you're on one side or the other of that of that uh, gambling line, certainly that that gives you an opportunity and an interest to to to, to stay in the game. And there's no question. There's absolutely no question about that. And look, the percentages of onside kicks now they're higher in high school. They're a little bit higher in college. But when you get to the NFL and even the USFL, XFL, these two leagues is very, very low. It just doesn't happen very often because you've got the best of the best on the field and coaches get out there and have the hands team. Just the percentages are not very good. I would think that the percentage of this fourth and 12 is probably a little bit higher than you haven't even having an opportunity to recover an onside kick. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's higher. And so it, it that's the reason that the rules there is to give that is to give that a particular team an opportunity to stay in the game to you know try to change the momentum 
and uh, it, it brings in a whole nother analytical aspect to go for it, uh, fourth and 12 from your 28. And, uh, you know, I like the, I know you're going this direction, and I don't want to get out in front of you, but I like the two point or one point, you know, a two point and a possibly three point conversion from the 10 yard line. I, I, I like that too, because I think that that keeps, that keeps the game within one score if it's under, you know, if, if, if it's nine, nine points or less. Yeah, that's, that's another good, uh, Thing that you can do to, to maybe have to avoid even going for fourth and 12 and, and maybe it induces you to go to fourth and 12 if you can get that three-point play I mean there's so many things that you can do with it the other one that I I think is a little bit different defensive pass interference will now be a 15-yard penalty unless it's judged to be intentional in that case it will be a spot foul if it occurs more than 15 yards downfield yeah, and that's something that we that, that, that we had in the USFL now. That gonna, that's going to bring the human element back into it because once you get that guy that, say, makes a double move and he breaks to the open field and, 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 and the ball's being thrown and you have that defender reach and grab him, that is a spot foul. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's a fair call because obviously you're keeping you're – keeping, as a defender, the player from getting by you to beat you for a score. Um, I, 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 I like the fifth. I like the college aspect of it too, which is you know it's it's a it's a fifteen yard penalty. Uh, it's a spot. I think it's a spot foul underneath, or is it always fifteen? So if it occurs at five or seven yards, is that a spot foul? Or are they taking that fifteen yards? I, I don't know that. But in the college I, game, I, that's a spot foul. Yeah, yeah, I like the college side of that. That's what I'm saying. And then if it's over, if it's over 15 or anything over that, then it's 15 yards, and, and unless he breaks into the open field. So, uh, I, you know, I think I think all of those rules and kind of toying with that, Ward. I think that helps. I, I think it helps the NFL game because it kind of gives you a, a, a different look at it. And uh, an opportunity to see it, you know, be used in what is a, you know, it's a, it's a triple A game. Let's be honest. It's, yeah. it's G, it's G League basketball. It's triple A baseball. It, and, and it's football that's played uh, in the spring. But it does, it does have some merit to getting guys back into the NFL. We've seen it. I mean, right with the Dallas Cowboys, two guys that are that make all pro back to back years, albeit special teams, but uh, an opportunity for guys to get back to the league, but also an opportunity ward, you know, kind of a testing ground for these rules. So I think that I think that'll help the NFL as well. Well, I think it's fun to be able to have the opportunity to do some different things with the rules of the game. I'm one that I don't mind it being a spot foul all the time. I just don't because of the fact that. Look, it, you can bail – a defensive back can bail himself out if he's just getting beat. He just tackles the guy. We only lose 15. We don't give up the touchdown. It, it makes the game a little bit different than it used to be, and and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I, I, I do think it's, it's a good thing because anything that helps grow football is a good thing. I whether they have sustainability in the spring, I, that 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 remains to be seen. I, I, I think uh, it's a it's a very it's we're, we're getting close, Ward, to it being a 
I don't want to say a saturated market, but when the fringe football fan uh, decides to watch golf in the spring instead of this, it, it, it will be interesting to see if if they can uh, keep what I feel like was the momentum of year one. It didn't have as much momentum as year two. It became almost too saturated with the XFL coming in. Now they've decided to take what was two 18 leagues, cut four teams from each league and try to still maintain uh, a spring stamp on football. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's going to be tough. I can tell you that because I know the money that the USFL lost the first two years, and I've heard the money that the XFL lost. And I don't care how many times uh, you wrestle on Monday Night Raw, I'm not sure you can pay that tab. Some of the other rules that uh, they're going to adapt in, how about replay officials can stop a game at any point if there's reasonable evidence that officiating error was made on a reviewable play. Player safety rules are subject to review at any point in the game. And the last five minutes on any ruling, whether it's a list of reviewable plays or not, can be reviewed if it's obviously incorrect and has a significant impact on the outcome of a game. That's just giving the replay officials a little more leeway. Well, and that's given, just like you said, that's given Mike Pereira an opportunity to sit in the Fox trailer and as he's watching golf, he's also got an eye on, he's also got an eye on the game. <laughs> uh, coaches will get one challenge per game, and in overtime, teams will get alternating attempts to score from the opponent's five-yard line in the best-of-three format until a winner is determined. No kicks are allowed in overtime. Yeah, just just a different, just a little different look at the overtime rule, and and I, I, again, I think it helps. I think it helps the college game, and I think it helps the pro game uh, from an NFL perspective to be able to see just some little different tweaks to it, Ward, and, and, and take a look at those. I, I I like the overtime the way it is in college. I don't, I want to see how this plays out. I mean, I don't know that I'm opposed to it. I don't know that I'm for it. I, it may be the perfect answer. But for me, I like the high school and the college overtime rule. Now, I don't think it would work in the NFL because it's it's just a different animal, especially when you get Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow back there battling each other from the 25-yard line. That could go on forever because I'm not sure that you keep them from scoring from the 25-yard line. <laughs> I, I'm not uh... – I'm not going to give you any argument here on a Fat Tuesday. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to touch that point. I'm going to say, okay. I'm. I'm. I'm with you, Ward. <laughs> in an effort to encourage fourth down attempts and limit coffin corner punts in the UFL, will consider any punt that goes out of bounds inside the 25 yard line as a touchback, and the spot will be at the 25 yard line. I don't like that at all. That is a dumb rule. Dumb. Dumb, and it takes to me that takes the that takes when you being a special teams guy. I'm a special teams guy. It's a play in the game. It's an important play in the game. And when you take that ability to uh, tilt the field in your favor, when you take that out of it, I'm I'm, I'm not a fan at all. So where I'm going to give them credit for the uh, 
for the kickoff rule, the punt rule, I'm going to say uh, take off two weeks and quit on that mentality because I don't like it at all. No, that's that's a terrible rule. Just some rules in the UFL that are coming up, and uh, we are not far from being able to watch a little bit as it will kick off. Uh, I think they hit training camp next week, if I'm not mistaken, Stretch, and yep. then they will be on the field in late March, March 30th. March 30th, that's correct. Yeah. They're going to play that they're going to play the they're going to play the two leagues uh Birmingham versus Arlington. I think they're going to kick that thing off. So I, I I certainly hope it it uh you know, I hope it keeps I hope it gains some more momentum has that because right now uh boy, really any longevity in in spring football since the world league and it costs so much money that even the NFL owners got out of that. So yeah, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if they can, you know, maintain that, uh, maintain that ability to, uh, keep that viewership and keep that, uh, you know, keep that interest alive in the spring for football. This is the press box here on ESPN central Texas. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this one and get ready to hand it off to JMO live at the Brazos landing, getting you ready for Baylor and Oklahoma at the foster pavilion. The Press Box returns right after this. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear softball all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball on the road at McNeese State on Thursday. 5.45 for the warm-up show, 6 p.m. first pitch Thursday for Baylor softball on 101.3 FM. Join Foster Nicholas for Baylor Bear softball on 101.3 FM. looking for that perfect valentine's day gift how about free columbian red roses with your jewelry purchase only at diamore fine jewelers say i love you this valentine's with nature's most beautiful treasures diamonds and free red roses celebrating a lifetime of valentine's together with a free dozen red roses at diamore fine jewelers 4541 west waco drive Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. QC Kinetics patient Robert Patterson, a veteran and business owner, struggled at work and in the gym with chronic, agonizing shoulder pain. Those injuries just continue to nag, and if you don't treat them, they just get worse. And I just kind of abused my body for a long time, and it finally had said enough is enough. That's okay, because QC Kinetics tells your pain, hey, enough is enough. Their regenerative treatments bring you relief by helping restore and repair 
repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no downtime, and best of all, no surgery. I was able to exceed the goals that I had previously attained in the gym. It was absolutely worth its weight in gold so I could continue to live life without limitation. Ready to get lasting relief from your joint pain? Call QC Kinetics to learn more about how natural biologic treatments can get you lasting results. Call now. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas on this Fat Tuesday. Stretch, what's on the agenda for Fat Tuesday for Stretch? Is, are you a crawfish guy? I haven't even asked you that yet. I, I am a crawfish are you? guy and fat, yeah, all big time. I, I'm a mud, I'm all about the mud bugs. Okay. I'm not great. I like them kind of already peeled. I'm not, I'm not that suck the head and do all that, <laughs> do all that crap. But, um, uh, but I but I love a, I love a good etouffee. I mean, I'm all about yeah, I'm all about that. So I am uh, I am this afternoon. I am headed to Lake Conroe to go see my lovely girlfriend for Valentine's Day. Oh, and look at you! You know what? I gotta 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 do the honeydews. I gotta help her out with a few things. And you know what? It's just. Uh, part of the part of the process and uh, <laughs> you don't I'm, sound I'm, that I'm fired glad. up about the process there stretch i am i'm fired up about okay. the process and i'm glad i'm glad i've got a good one <laughs> let me say that because because i'm gonna tell you good ones are hard to find so I, I i got a good one and uh i'm i'm excited to go uh Excited to go spend some time with her. What, what do you got on, t- on tap for Fat Tuesday and then Valentine's Day? What are you going to be doing? I'm going to try to find me some good catfish today and celebrate with catfish because I am not a crawfish guy. Never acquired a okay. taste for it. I've tried it. Just never never got the taste for it. I will tell you this. But there is a grocery store that you can walk into that this past couple of weeks they've been boiling crawfish and the potatoes and the corn. Now, I will eat the potatoes and corn out of that boil, and it's really, really good. I just never said, you know, crawfish is where I want to be. So if I can get some of the corn and potatoes and some good catfish, that's what I'm going to look for this evening <laughs> for Fat Tuesday because that that stuff is good. And it smells absolutely wonderful. But, again, I'm like you. I'm not, I'm not going to 
work that hard for that little bit of meat. Just not going to do it. And it doesn't taste that great to me either. Uh, I, 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 I'll disagree with you on one part. If you can, uh, when you, when you get that, when you get that, that little nugget out of there, I, I, I love the taste. Of All right. it. I don't there think you go. it gets, I don't think it gets much better than that. And now Aaron, I'm going to say <laughs> he's probably not too much on crawfish either. Am I right? That is correct. I don't, I don't need anything I used to catch in the sewers of North Waco as a kid. <laughs> I know that's oh, the same, but they're the same species. <laughs> oh, oh and gosh. here's a word of advice to all the guys out there. Stretch already has his planned out, and I'm sure he's got it taken care of. But do not wait until tomorrow to go get that Valentine, that box of candy or those flowers or whatever you're going to do. Go get it tonight and have that on standby because you wait till tomorrow you're going to be panicking by the time you get there you'd be going to one of those tents out in front of the heat and you'd be going through <laughs> something that about 15 other guys have gone through and you you and 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 whoever your significant other is she'll pick that out in about yeah. five seconds yeah she'll, she'll know like, yeah, she'll yeah, know you spent that's right. You spent little to zero effort on this. So guess what? You'll be getting tonight. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Oh, I know that story. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us. We're going to step out of the way. J-Mo coming up next. He's live at the Brazos Landing following the Matt Mosley Show, starring Matt Mosley also at the Brazos Landing, getting you ready for Baylor Bear basketball tonight at the Foster Pavilion as they host the Sooners of Oklahoma. Be safe out there and have a great afternoon and a safe Fat Tuesday. We will meet you right back here tomorrow for lunch on Valentine's Day. For Stretch Smith and Aaron, I'm Ward Whites. Until next time, so long, everybody. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew making his weekly appearance. My recipe for these colds, I start with the steroids. <laughs> I don't take the